Hi and welcome to Sustainability Bites, the podcast sponsored by Sruteline Partners. My name is Margot Plurien and I am very excited today to welcome my co-host in this interview for a special edition of our podcast focused on Spain. Indeed, we just started the rotating EU presidency last June with uh, Spain taking the role, uh, which will be followed by Belgium in January. But we are also coming out of some national election. Today, we really want to talk about what are the priorities for the presidency and what it means for European public affairs. Welcome, Arturo. Can you please introduce yourself for the ones that have not heard you before? Yes. Uh, so thank you very much, Michael. So yeah, I'm uh, Arturo Sclarine. I work in Sutelar. As you just said, uh, we are co-host of this, uh, this post podcast and, and colleagues in the office in Brussels. And yeah, I'm a senior consultant in public affairs and more focused on, um, on agri-policy and food policy issues. And yes, I'm from Spain, yeah. So. <laughs> yes, that's the important part. But that's also your full experience in the EU bubble and not only your experience as a Spaniard that we're going to leverage today. But thank you for joining So talking about this uh, Spanish rotating presidency of the EU, what are some of the main dossiers? And if we can say, what are some of the priorities from this presidency? Yeah, so um, before starting the presidency on June 15th, uh, Prime Minister Sanchez uh, announced the, the priorities of, of the uh, rotatory presidency. And uh, they are covered in four pillars. So first of all, uh, the reindustrialization of, of the EU and uh, ensuring its open strategic autonomy is a very well-known concept in the last months. Um, the second one would be advancing the green transition and, and environmental adaptation. Third one, the promotion of greater social and economic justice. And lastly, strengthening uh, European unity. So that would be the, the four priorities in general terms, and uh, and then there, each of them, there are different uh, dossiers that uh, will be yeah, prioritized by by the Spanish um, officials and diplomats in, in the Council. Yes, and there are like some of the dossiers absolutely need to be closed before the next uh, European election, uh, the European Parliament election. Uh, but this we will talk about this afterwards. Uh, and for the listener that might be interested, so we just recorded an episode dedicated to new genomic techniques, which is one of these many dossiers, um, which are quite a hot topic. Um, So these priorities are quite clear, and of course, every time each presidency wants to be very ambitious, but if I might make the link with the national situation, uh, the Spanish presidency kind of started in a very particular uh, context, because you had elections that just were uh, closing not so long ago, right? Yeah, exactly. It was um, very interesting to see how just uh, one month in advance of, of the starting of, of the presidency, the uh, prime minister announced uh, new elections, new general elections in the country. So uh, we were voting on uh, 23rd of, of July, not even one month in, into the, the presidency. And of course, this is a huge thing uh, going on at national level that doesn't affect so much the daily work of, of the presidency but can affect more the general role of Spain um, in this in this position. And uh, the first uh, impact that we 
we saw was uh, the um, postponement or, or suspension of the speech of Sanchez uh, before the plenary of the European Parliament that was supposed to, to happen in the plenary in July. But uh, now we will see when, when it takes place, probably in September. Yeah, so we can really see that like national condition can really influence the way the presidency is conducted, depending, of course, like every presidency is very professional, it's different teams. Um, but to go back to like the situation of our clients, because you are the head of our public affairs team here in Brussels, um, many of our clients, when there is a new presidency, might ask, uh, what does that mean for me? What does it mean for my public affairs strategy? What are your recommendations in order for them to prepare for a new EU presidency? Yes, um, indeed, the, the role of the presidency is very much linked to establishing a set of priorities, as we mentioned, and um, getting in contact in advance of, of the presidency with the officials in Brussels. I think it's important to start to get some idea of what are the priorities that they are going to be promoting and uh, encouraging during their six months in the, in the job. So... Um, Getting in contact in advance, I think that's that's key, or at least having an, a close ear to to the officials and diplomats in Brussels, um, and also each presidency is different, also in, in the capacity or their human resources as well. Um, there are many different ways to to uh, focus on on a presidency. Spain, for instance, I I got to know that they grew quite a lot the team in Brussels um, but for instance Czech Republic uh, a few months ago I think a year ago something like that was in the presidency and it was a big buzz in Brussels to know that most of their additional personnel were going to be stagiaires for instance so there are many different ways to, to prepare a, a presidency for a member state. Yes, and for our clients, it's also, we always go back to, it is essential for you to meet people and to be on the map before you have an issue, before there is a dossier that emerge that might influence you, right? So it's all about networking and building strong relationship in the end. Exactly. Uh, before the presidency, the Spanish presidency, we were already in, in contact for different clients with uh, officials in the Spanish Prime Rep. And uh, now, for also for our clients and uh, and um, yeah, and customers, we um, we are starting also relationships or building up relationships in advance of the next presidency as well. So uh, I think in public affairs in general, it's always the to be always be uh, prepared. Yeah. yeah, be prepared and uh, and keep a bit. Um, the base of what's going to be coming yeah. and not so much and not also or not only uh, about what is happening at the moment. No, completely. And to make sure that at least you are aware or you have the resources for when it comes up. Um, but talking about the, Sp the Spanish presidency, so you, as you mentioned, we already made some contact with the clients. Uh, we have to keep in mind the next presidency that will be actually the Belgian presidency because presidency do work by trio. What is the trio for this presidency, actually? Yeah, the trio is uh, it's Spain in first, in first place, then Belgium and lastly Hungary. Spain is quite interesting, the Spanish presidency, because it's the last full presidency, let's say, uh, before the European elections, the, 
the next one, the Belgian one, um, will be basically in advance of, of the election. So as from April, the work in Brussels is kind of paralyzed for the, for the campaign. And the third one, the Hungarian one, will be very much based on reaching the parliament plus um, appointing just the, um, the college of commissioners and all the procedure attached to, to that job. So um, definitely the Spanish presidency is very interesting. Always the end of a mandate in Brussels is very intense. And uh, a good example of that is the debate around the nature restoration law. Obviously, the new elections um, that might seem far away, but in the end, a year is quite a tight deadline in Brussels, where a very important element of that of that debate. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, and it <laughs> might mean because with the new European Parliament elected, you mentioned the new commissioner. So we are going to have a huge reshuffle, actually, in the EU bubble. A lot of new people to meet and a lot of new contacts to 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 activate. Yeah, exactly. Um, as I said, at the end of a period and the beginning of, a, of another one of a term, it's a very exciting moment in Brussels, uh, many movements. We are already starting to see them. Um, I think it's not uh, big news for any listener that, well, we have seen several movements in the College of Commissioner, uh, Commissioners in, in the last months. And um, that's also quite linked to, to the end of, of their mandate. And obviously, the next parliament, according to different polls and, and seeing the situation in different member states, is expected to be a bit uh, shifted towards their right and uh, right and far right compared to to the current one. So obviously, it will be very interesting to see how it affects uh, the composition of majorities in the next parliament and the composition of the College of Commissioners that, in the end, are the appointed by each member state by the government and then confirmed or ratified by by the European Parliament. So. Yeah, very, very interesting moment. And uh, uh, yeah, I think for anyone uh, willing, willing to, uh, willing make, to some pro progress make some their, pro uh, progress in their uh, public affairs, uh, public affairs strategy, uh, or strategy or willing to, to engage, willing to, to engage in Brussels, policymakers in Brussels, it's definitely an it's definitely exciting moment to prepare for. To Prepare for. Yes, as you mentioned, like in the in the European timeline, the elections are almost tomorrow, even if it's actually taking place next year in June 2024. But as mentioned, everything is about preparation and like getting ready way ahead of time for the change in uh, legislation, but also in the networking building. Thank you so much, Arturo, for joining us. And to our listeners, if you want to get prepared, don't hesitate to contact Arturo through our website or LinkedIn. In the meantime, we hope to see you soon.